Well, hello again, and welcome to the Delusional Diaries podcast. I'm Bria Jones, and I'm so glad you're here. Tomorrow is actually my birthday. This was kind of a sporadic decision. I decided to do like a little birthday special. What do you guys think about 29 things I learned in 29 years? You know, how about that? (laughs) So that's what we're going to do. Switched it up. This is not going to air on my birthday, obviously. This is going to air probably a few weeks after it, but... Regardless, I'm just feeling like, you know, I'm in a nostalgic mood right now and I'm like reflective around my birthday. So I wrote down some things that I feel like could be very helpful. Things I really don't think, you know, everyone wants to go through good and bad, good and bad. But maybe you guys can take a thing or two from me and um, I don't know. I feel like you like it. So I have 29 things to get through. So I'm going to, I'm going to chop chop with this. So coming in at number one, actually, no, let's not do that because they're not even ranked. They're really not ranked. This is literally in the order my brain created it. So number one, someone is always going to hate on what you do. So why not do whatever the fuck you want? Okay. Let me elaborate a little bit. I think we spend so much time as humans trying to be people pleasers and fitting in. And yes, that's all essential to the human experience. But at what cost do you decide it is interfering with your quality of life? Run that back if you didn't get it. If you are changing yourself so much to the point that you're not living the life you want to live, that is a huge problem. And I say this all the time on my YouTube channel. I don't want you guys to be 97 years old on your deathbed being like, damn, I wish I just did that one thing. I'll never know. Come on. That's not what life's about. Do whatever the fuck you want. Seriously. Seriously. Because someone's going to hate on you regardless. You are never going to be everybody's cup of tea. Once you accept that, your life will be so much better. Okay. So this one, uh, yeah, this is a little personal. Number two, binge drinking and late night pizza hits different in your late 20s. And by hits different, I'm not talking about the good kind of hit different. Okay, long gone are the nights where I could down an adios motherfucker, three vodka Red Bulls. Yeah, I was feisty. A a bottle of Riesling. I don't know how I did it. But I can tell you something, I can't do it now. No, those days are over and uh the late night pizza it's good but at what cost if you're getting my drift we actually kind of had a weekend like that this past weekend because we had a little brand trip with lexus luxury bria unlocked and um we went to lizzo right and we had the munchies when we got back to the hotel and we ordered some Zalot, which if you're going to do it, get Zalot. That's not even sponsored, but I would take it if they wanted to. Best experience of my life, but I paid for it the next day. 100%. 100%. Um, I had, I stuck to one alcohol all night. I did wine. You know, I'm not in my sugary, like, you know, drinking sweet stuff phase anymore. But, you know, in some like ranch waters, like that's more the vibe now. Um, and, and I was okay, but I wasn't, I wasn't thriving. I wasn't thriving. So, you know, don't force it, okay? If your body is like, bitch, sit down, we're done, have a glass of water, take the hint, read the room, get some water. Number three, ooh, you guys are gonna hate me for this one. Bestie, if he wanted to, he would. 
He would. Okay. I learned the lesson with my whole ass husband. Okay. Here's the thing. I've been there. I've done that. You're not going to change him. If he's still waiting around for pigs to fly, bestie, he got to go. I'm sorry. Life's too short. And there is too there's too much dick on this planet. Are you joking me? Like, I get it. I get it. I've been there. I I was I was that girl at one point in my life thinking like, no, it'll be worth the wait. No, it's not going to be worth the wait. And you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to be waiting for someone to to figure it out or change change it up a little bit. Uh, that's not your job. That's not your job. You what I don't want for you is to spend so much time on someone who clearly isn't as sure of you as you are of them um, because you are not an option you are not an option and the thing about men is if they wanted to they absolutely would I have so many guy friends that have straight up admitted this to me AJ has friends I'm not gonna out them but (laughs) they've confirmed this when you have that one girl like it's not a question and this is tough to say and I know for some of you to hear because it is too real but sometimes it takes losing someone for them to realize they needed to get their shit together you know but that's not your responsibility so take that as you will but if he wanted to he would and and take it from me when I met AJ he was the most intentional person and I always tell people that they're like how did you know AJ was the one I knew he was the one because he did not treat me like an option. He was so sure. Of, he was more sure of me than I was of myself. I'd never met anyone who put me that high up on their priority list. And, you know, that to me, it changed my perspective of myself. It changed my perspective on our relationship. Um, it was honestly a little bit scary at first because I I didn't know if that was normal. I, I thought it definitely wasn't normal. It was a wake-up call. And I remember having this conversation with him because I was kind of being the fuckboy at the beginning of our relationship. Not intentionally. It was just because I had been so used to guys, you know, doing that to me where in my mind I was like, okay, I know that I like this guy, AJ, but we're going to do like the 90 trial run as per usual. And to my surprise, two weeks in, he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I'm like, wait, what happened to the 90 day trial? And he's like, what are you, what the fuck? Like, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> and I realized then that I was the red flag. I was the problem. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Like, yeah. So, okay. Coming in at number four, I want to remind you that you know your body better than anyone and you have to advocate for your health. 2022 was the year for me to have some very hard lessons with my health. Uh, 2021 was the year for me to figure out about my mental health. Both of these things are essential to your well-being and they are worth the fight. You can be happy on this earth. You can. And it might be a battle, but you can get there. And I want to remind you that it's it's totally in your control too. Regardless of where you are, I know some of us we might be born a little sadder than others or, or have some predispositions, um, but we all have a chance at having a high quality life when we're accountable for our health. And I want to say that word accountable because you're in control of that. You know, the way you treat your body every day, especially on the weekends, all that stuff 
has an impact on you. It's not just going nowhere. That stuff lives in your body. Your body is a temple and your health is everything. And so you have to be your advocate and you need to find professionals who will listen to you. That's important because just because someone has a white coat doesn't mean they will listen to you and it doesn't mean they know best. I've experienced it. I've had some pretty shitty experiences with doctors and I'm not trying to shit on them, but I am saying that it was really important for my success to find people who would hear me out and not gaslight me and help me actually heal instead of helping, you know, I I, I didn't need all the drugs. I needed real answers. And there are people out there who want to give you that. So advocate for yourself. Oh, which kind of brings me to the next point, which is just because someone is older doesn't mean they know better than you. As I've gotten older, I've realized it's been kind of a, I guess it's kind of a bummer (laughs) because there are people who I've looked up to who I realize as I've gotten older don't have the answers and that's okay. That's okay. But um, you start to realize like your heroes are jaded too. Your heroes have skeletons in the closet and just because someone's older does not mean they know better. Maybe they've been through more experiences, but the experiences are nothing if you don't learn from them. And that's been a hard pill for me to swallow with people that I love is just that um, some people can truly self-sabotage and then try to give you advice as if they know better. And I have a saying that I simply do not take advice from people I don't want to be like. So take that as you will, but it's okay to realize that. And it's not even a form of disrespect. It's just an unfortunate epiphany. Age really has nothing to do with wisdom in some cases. So don't let people make you feel less than because you're younger or whatever your age is. Um, Some of us really have it together and that's okay. Getting into money talk a little bit. Number six, you need to contribute to your retirement. Okay. You need to start working on ways to grow your money so your money can work for you in the next however many years. This is the time. Doesn't matter how old you are. It is never too late to go ahead and start making strategic moves with your money. And here's the thing. Growing up in a black family, very middle class, almost lower at some points, these concepts weren't taught to me. Okay. You know, I thought you make money, you put it in a savings account, you have your accounts. There you go. No. That's that's not how it works. So once I got a financial advisor, I was able to make smarter decisions with my money. I was able to learn so much. And I got to be real with you. I don't know what my financial advisor is saying 70% of the time, <laughs> but she will sit there and explain it over and over again till I get it. But this is why it's so special to have my financial advisor is also a woman of color and she's killing it in her company. Shout out, Brittany. It's incredible to see how her passion is in her work too. She comes from similar circumstances. She she understands, you know, what it's like to be a woman of color. And so it's really special to work with someone who has that passion at the root of the cause, knowing that, you know, not everybody has an equal chance at learning about investment accounts, an RIA, IRA, sorry, um, a SEP. All of these accounts 
I would have never known about without her. And now I feel like so secure in my money that like, hey, this isn't a fleeting thing when I get these big checks. It's actually going to work for me years down the road and that's going to be so nice and rewarding. I opened up a SEP this year, which is another form of a savings for me in my retirement. And that money throughout the years is going to grow. And that's so nice to know that my money isn't just sitting and I have the guidance to know where to put things, when to invest, when to, um, what to do in the stock, mar- stock market and when to do it. I would, I'm not qualified to know these things, but I have found the person that can help me. And there are financial advisors everywhere. I'm telling you, this is their career. They get paid to do it. They went to school for it. You just need to find the one that's right for you, understands your goals, understands where you want to be. And it doesn't matter where you are. I got a financial advisor what before I even had like money coming in because I, I mean, I'm a little delusional, but I was certain that when I did make money, it was going to be a drastic change. I was right about that. I went from like working four jobs, making pennies on the dollar to making five figure checks in each brand deal plus, you know? So to go from such a big jump like that, I would have never wanted to not be ready with the support that I needed. But that said, there are financial advisors for every level, wherever you're at. It doesn't matter where you are. I think it's just so important to connect with somebody that can help you go to the next step, even if that is a baby step. You know, it's it's your livelihood. It's your money. Um, I'm thinking of my unborn children, my unborn grandchildren. Like, I want to leave something. I want to leave something. I want to break those financial generational curses in my family. And I will tell you, money has been really hard just for me and I have some videos on my YouTube channel both have over a million views because I think they resonate with so many people who come from nothing and one I'll keep it short here develop a wealth mindset Two, learn the logistics behind growing your money those are the two things I would say are really crucial for being 29 years old I am so blessed to be where I'm at but it wasn't just by chance. I could have blown all this money, but I know better because I have the right resources and support to help me figure out what to do. So be careful with your money. Find some, find somebody, seriously. So number seven, you don't have to be wealthy to travel, but you should by all means travel. So when I was in college, I loved to just go. I think there is something so essential to the human experience to getting out of your comfort zone and getting out of your neighborhood. If you don't go anywhere and you don't do anything, it is so easy to fall into this routine of just redundancy and almost a resentment for that routine. And someone like me, I get so bored and everything starts to feel so stale. So going on trips is so great for my mental health but also just to experience other people who aren't like me and aren't living in my zip code it's it's very it's a very cool experience I think it makes you more well-rounded the further you go I think the cooler it is sometimes I wanted to say the the part about like you don't have to be wealthy to travel I mean that when I was in college I'll tell you what I did if you I would literally drive anywhere first of all that saves you tons of money I I didn't have money for a plane ticket but I would get in the car anytime okay so road trip figure out how to do that you can find really great deals with hotels even luxury hotels there is um a Marriott line 
oh gosh, what's it called? There is a Marriott line where it is like less than a hundred a night and it's like a modern upscale hotel. If you go to my YouTube channel and look at the Arizona vlog I did with Demi, we stayed at that hotel and I am blanking on the name. I apologize. But hotels like that where you can stay somewhere pretty nice get three of your friends, get two doubles in the room. You each are paying 25 bucks a night to camp out in a really nice hotel. And this is a Marriott brand. So they like redid this whole line and they're all super modern hotels that pop up around the country. And we absolutely loved it. They had a great bar, restaurant inside, and it was so affordable. So stuff like that where you just got to get creative and do some digging and find something that lines up with your budget. When I was in college, I was even worse. I would literally go on trips and just like get tortilla chips and like eat that for every meal because I wanted to travel and experience where I was at, but I didn't have money to go out to eat. So I was eating, I mean, I don't recommend starving, but I was fed. I was just eating a bunch of carbs. <laughs> I mean, eggs are pretty inexpensive. If you, you get some protein, you know, some toast peanut butter, jelly. You got lunch, breakfast, and dinner, babe. <laughs> Get creative. Get creative. If if you really want something, you will be able to pull it together. And that's another point I'm going to get to in a second. If you don't have your health, you have nothing. Kind of circling back to what I said earlier. Being your own advocate for health is everything, but also understanding that without your health, you have nothing. I've, I've been in a place where I realized I took my health for granted and I never want to be like that again. But even if you you know, have something wrong, um, chronic illness, whatever it is. It's not that you can't enjoy life, but there are just so many other things you have to do to where sometimes it feels like you don't have that control over your life. And I'm only speaking from my experience with chronic illness where, you know, I was in the bed for like nearly six months because I didn't know how to manage this illness. I, I didn't have any support around it. And I realized, man, I really took those energetic days for granted. And, I, and now that I'm better, I just have this new look on life where I feel so grateful on the days that I feel good, which is most every day now. But also it's been the catalyst to my lifestyle change of realizing that it's so important to take care of myself and my body. And I would have never, I don't know that I would have been in this place right now if I hadn't gone through what I went through so I'm so grateful that I did experience it to be honest because now I just view my body so differently and I'm just grateful for health and what I can do to support my body because our bodies are amazing and do so much for us number nine you don't need all the answers the answers will find you in perfect timing I truly believe this and I think the the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I think so many of you guys, based on the messages you send me, get stuck on the idea of, I can't start something until I know how to do it. That is not true. That is BS. That is an excuse. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real with you. Go ahead and just take the first step and start doing whatever it is you want to do. And I promise you, as you go, the answers will come to you. Number 10, your gut feelings are trying to help you. Oh man, I've learned this one heavily this year. It's true. That little voice in your head isn't so crazy all the time. And it's not really worth acting on immediately or all the time, but it's worth listening to and just kind of sitting with it. It might make sense down the road. It might make sense years later, but your gut feelings and your intuition are literally something you were given 
to help you evolve as a human, like human involvement could not happen without gut intuitions and instincts, right? So don't disregard that just because we live in this day and age where we have so many things at our fingertips. Use that. Use your instinct. When something doesn't feel right to you, think about that. For me, I have a rule where I'm like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. I didn't always used to be like that, but now I am. And turns out when I have that that mindset with me, things tend to work out a little bit better. So listen to that little voice in your head, guys. Number 11, it's okay if you don't want to go out and party. I mean, I'm not even going to explain that. Stop feeling bad about it. Number 12, ask for what you want. Nobody's reading your mind. And I mean that. So whether that's work, whether that's relationships, friendships, whatever it is for you, okay? I've really had to do this with work more than anything recently. And, you know, especially being self-employed, I really do have to ask for what I want because I don't have somebody over me that's going to do it. Is it uncomfortable? Yes, it is. You feel like you're being needy. You feel like you're, you're doing the most, but no, there is someone asking for more out there. (laughs) You're not the worst. And I bet you nine times out of 10, your request and your needs are very reasonable. And you just have a hard time advocating for yourself and speaking up for yourself. So change that. Change that before 2023, bestie. Number 13. I say this with so much love and light, but nobody is thinking of you the way you think of you. What do I mean by that? Someone I know, a teenager, I'm not going to say who, someone I know. She's very timid about certain things. She feels like everybody is watching her all the time. And I remember being a teenager, there's like a word for it. It's called like spotlight syndrome or something. When you're a teenager, you literally think here's the world and here's you. The world is revolving around you. That's how teenagers feel. They, they have that perspective of like everything is happening to me all at once. Everybody is watching me. Everyone is either for me or against me. It's, it's normal, but for my younger viewers or whoever, whoever needs to hear it, I want you to know that nobody is thinking of you the way you think of you. And that is not, that's not, I'm not saying that in a mean way. I'm saying that in a way because I need you to stop worrying about how other people feel about you and take more chances on yourself. Okay. There are so many things, you know, teenagers would do or you would do if you didn't, if you weren't worried about how others perceived you, if you didn't worry about how cool you looked right? But think about it. Nobody's thinking about you that much. So just do whatever you want. Do you think about people to that extent? I would hope not. Like do something better with your time. And if so, then that's weird. Live your life unapologetically and take yourself off the pedestal in the night in a nice way, you know, take yourself off that and and understand that like you can do what you want. People aren't going to be thinking about you every second of the day. Okay. We're all in main character mode and that's fine. But to a certain extent, I think it can inhibit our experiences in life. You know, number 14, low vibrational people want you to be on their low vibration. This has really helped me separate myself from people who bring out the worst in me. I used to be more reactive and I realized after reading a ton of books by Abraham Hicks, you should read The Power of Emotions, by the way. I realized that when people are super low vibe, their reward is bringing your energy to their level. Bestie, I can't do that. That's giving too much. That's giving too much. The way that you win 
isn't by being right. I'm going to say that again. The way that you win isn't by being right. It's by being at peace. You don't have to argue with people. You don't have to change them. You don't have to change their minds. Okay? Let them be low vibrational and you don't react to it. I promise you that drives them crazy even more when your response is complete calmness and peace. And if you can exit the situation, even better. But low vibrational people thrive on your reaction. You're screaming, you're yelling, you're arguing. Nah, I don't do it anymore. I don't do it. I just don't do it with people anymore. And it was tough. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. And when you can go back to the thought that low vibrational people want me to be low vibrational, you will snap out of that and you can hold your ground a little bit better when these turbulent situations happen. Number 18, be careful who you become friends with at work. (laughs) Not everybody is friends with you, even if they're your coworker and you see them every day unfortunately. Just be careful. That's all I'm going to say. Not everyone has great intentions. Had to find out the hard way. Number 19, whatever you think is true. I said this in other videos where I talk about mindset because I'm a big believer that you create your own reality. You manifest what your thoughts are. So if your reality is that you're a shit human being and you're not good at anything, then that is true for you. That is true for you. Okay? Whatever you really think about yourself is going to be projected in your life. It's going to be reflected back to you. So it's really important to get those thoughts together. And sometimes you do have to fake it till you make it. Okay? But don't play around with that. I don't... There there are certain things I don't even say. Like, I did a video about anxiety, and I kept accidentally saying my anxiety, and I went in depth on why I don't say that anymore. I say, I just say the anxiety, because I don't possess anxiety, and funny enough, I literally have not had anxiety recently like I used to earlier in the year. I stopped owning it. I changed the way I viewed it. I stopped looking at it as a part of me, saying my. It is not mine. It was an experience I was having that I had to work through. And I detached from it. But my reality was true. The way that I viewed, you know, for example, anxiety at the time was like, it is me. Like, I'm just an anxious person. Well, then that's why it was showing up for me. And there are so many other reasons. I don't want to dilute it and make it sound like this is all woo-woo, woo-woo. But it's much deeper than that. But that is a very, like, quick example for you. You can go watch the video that I did on that on my YouTube channel where I really go in on anxiety. But just know that your thoughts and what you say, it becomes true. Even if you're joking, it becomes true at some point or another. So be careful with that. I always say words are spells. So there, there's even music I don't listen to anymore. I know that's like super extreme, but there's certain things that don't sit well with me anymore and saying it and hearing it. Like I, I don't freak out when other people play music, but for me, I've had to change up a lot of things to keep my mindset the way I want it to be. Okay. Number 15, you are the people you hang around. It's true. It's true. So my advice to you, 
if you don't want to be like your five closest friends, evaluate that. If they, if you're not like proud of the things they do, say, treat people, think about that. Think about how people might perceive you if they just know that you're a part of that group. And if that makes you happy or sad, then whatever. I don't know. It's almost like a science. Birds of a feather flock together. You know the saying, but like you do become the people you hang out with the most. So just be aware that a group of people, your friends, if they're not doing things that you want to be doing in your life, be careful with that. I've been in group situations where I knew I shouldn't have been hanging out with certain people and it, it backfires. That's all I'm trying to say, like in the most nice way <laughs> without stirring anything up is that you become the people you hang out with to some degree. Number 16, if you weren't invited, don't go. If you got a late invite, decline. Okay, this was a TikTok I saw and this could not be more true. If they weren't planning to include you initially and you feel that, don't force yourself into a situation. Kind of like piggybacking off the whole friend thing. Not only should you be aware of the people you hang out with, but also the people you do hang out with should value you and respect you too. They should want you there. You shouldn't be an option to them. And I'm going to do a whole episode on friendships because I have been through the ringer with friendships and um, feeling like... I've been that option friend. I I call it the background friend. You know, they're not really anyone's first thought, but they're just kind of an option. I've been there and it's too real. And it's really impacted me to where I'm very like closed off. I have very few friends and I used to have like so many more friends, but now I just realize when I cut off people who don't put me, you know, who don't care about me the way I care about them, I had a lot less friends. <laughs> uh, hard truth, but a truth is a truth. And I would rather have less friends that are high quality than a bunch of friendships that are like very surface level. Number 17, adult friendships look different and that's okay. They do. Adult friendships are hard. We're all going through like pretty big changes in our 20s. And I think a lot of us feel that where we're like, I don't see my friends as much. You know, I feel like I don't keep in contact that well anymore. And I used to really be hard on myself about that. But then I started talking to my friends about that and we all felt the same way. And I think we just had to kind of, you know, come to terms with that friendships in your adulthood just look different. So you just have to figure out what works for you, but nothing is wrong. And hopefully you have friends who don't make you feel bad about not having everything figured out right now. But you know, if I see my friends like once a month, that's like, we are winning. (laughs) That's a huge win, but it's usually not more than that. (laughs) Okay. Number 20, (laughs) being bad at your job doesn't mean you're a piece of shit. It likely means you aren't utilizing your strengths. So, you know, that like Dr. Seuss thing where it's like, or maybe it's not Dr. Seuss, but it's like, if you put, if you make a fish climb a tree, well, yeah, it's going to look like a dumbass. But if you put it in a pool, it's going to look like it's thriving, right? Same concept. Like, If you're in an environment that's not serving your strengths, it's going to work against you. You're going to be resisting. It's going to be hard for you to grow in this company. And it is hard to like accept that just because like sometimes we need a job and a job is a job. But if you are at the place where you can decide 
to utilize your strengths and figure out a position that will let that flourish and blossom, please take the opportunity because I think that's when so many more other doors open. But it does not mean you are a dumb person. And I really struggled with this living in Kansas City, working for like a corporate medical company I felt so stupid there and now being in this creative job being so I feel like I'm good at my job I love what I do I was realizing like you know I just wasn't in the right environment and I wasn't stupid 21 good sleep is the catalyst to a great life I stand by that if your sleep is fucked up work on that pay someone it's worth it because when you have your sleep in check, your body functions correctly, your mental state is so much better, your mood is better. There is, it is the root of all good. I'm telling you. My sleep, I am so strict about it. I get a solid eight hours every night. I have an early bedtime and I wake up early in the morning and I do my routine in the morning. That makes me feel good. If I could give you one bit of advice, it's get your sleep schedule together go to bed, reset your body. It's so important and you will seriously thrive when your sleep schedule is better. 22, money can't solve your problems. If anything, it could just give you more ammo to self-sabotage. So use it for therapy, okay? So basically, I think everyone thinks more money, less problems. There's a reason he said more money, more problems, okay? And I found out about that too while going through a lot of like disconnects with money and feeling like guilty for making more money and I went through so much I did not expect to go through with money that I haven't even shared with you guys but please know more money does not equate to less problems okay I think you just now have the resources to deal with your problems better to be better at regulating your emotions to use it for your own good so yes use your money for therapy And maybe then you will have less problems. But I did believe that having more money would just solve my problems at one point. And I was greatly humbled. Greatly humbled. I always say to people, don't just wish for more money. Wish for more happiness. Wish for a better quality of life and more money. Like you can still wish for money, but don't think that all these things are found within a dollar because if that were true we wouldn't have celebrities flying off the cuff we wouldn't have all these famous people who are rich you know doing things to themselves hurting themselves being addicted to drugs all sorts of things because they're so unhappy so don't be fooled by that 23 dogs are the answer dogs are the answer get a dog live your best life i don't know what i would do without my dog I'm not even kidding you. Best thing that's ever happened to me. Literally taught me what unconditional love is. This dog ate my retirement check a few years ago. And I still loved him. I knew he wasn't. He was it. He was it. (laughs) And anyone that's had a dog probably gets it. But dogs are the best thing. You should treat them kindly. And if you can't be responsible, don't get one. But if you would like to enhance your quality of life and spoil something spoil someone I would recommend a dog only if you can accept the responsibility if not never mind get a fish 24 if you want something bad enough you will figure it out this goes out to all my people who like to create excuses one thing about me is even if it's hard I will figure it out or I will find someone with the answer relentlessly that is how I've been able to get where I'm at today in this career And I say that because so many people will just create excuses on, 
you know, like I said, you don't need all the answers. You don't need all the answers. You just need to know the right people and you'd have Google or YouTube. There are so many answers out there for you. If you want to find them, you will. If you want to figure out something, you will figure it out. And if you want something bad enough, you will get it. That goes for other things too, though, like relationships too. So like when you're staying in a relationship with someone who's like not really committing to you, same thing. If they wanted to, they would. Like I said this before, but it goes for your career. It goes for like the things you want to do in life. If you want it bad enough, you'll figure it out. And the only reason I'm here today is because I decided to just take a step of faith with a lot of what I do. I get so many questions oh, all the time. How do I start? How do I start? Bestie, you hit record. <laughs> you literally hit record and you post and it's going to be cringy and it's going to be bad and you're going to fail so many times. And I'm sorry, that's not what you want to hear, but you just have to start and you will find the answers because if you want it bad enough, you will. You will. 25. Your phone is melting your brain. It is. This is coming from someone who works in social media. Spend less time on it. I know you've heard it before. Seriously, though, we are the guinea pigs of social media and phones. And it's kind of ironic to me that the head CEOs of Pinterest, um, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, these people have verbally said they don't let their kids have social media. (laughs) Don't we find that interesting? Anyways, I get it. It's my job. I have to use it. But best believe, I leave the house without my phone. I just went to lunch with AJ. I didn't even take my phone. Because one of my biggest fears is that I'm not being present enough in life. And I think that is what has a huge impact on our well-being is that we're not experiencing life like we used to desensitized to a lot of things overexposed to a lot of things and we're not going to know the impact of a lot of this until our kids grow up and we see how they turn out I guess but um I don't know I think it's just something we need to be cognizant of and I don't think we talk about it enough because there is no information about it we're going to find out the impacts of all this soon and that's not to scare you it's just to be like hey find ways to put your phone down and be together and live or just rest, you know, unplug. Number 25, having a kid is a big fucking deal, okay? And I'm going to say this with so much love and light, so don't be mad at me, but if you don't want to have a kid with him, do not fuck him. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. If you don't want to have a kid with him, don't fuck him. We don't live in a country that supports women the way that they need to be supported. We don't live in a country that allows us to have bodily autonomy and the choices we need to make for our own bodies. I'm not trying to get political, but I don't think that your body or my body is political. Okay? I'm saying this very very clearly. What that means for you now is that you really got to evaluate some shit. And if you don't want to have a baby with him, do not fuck him. Period. Kids are a huge deal. And I'm getting to that age where I'm like, do I want to be a mom? Do I not want to be a mom? And I see people around me having intense experiences, giving birth, losing children. It's a lot. It's not It's not an experience that I w- would want to have with someone that I wasn't in love with. And, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, preach abstinence or all that. But like, damn, like at least, at the very least question yourself with that accidents happen 
and that's okay. But in today's society, for some of us, depending on where you live, it's not. And you know what I mean. You know what I mean by that. So think a little harder about those choices moving forward because this is just the world we live in. Number 27, you can't sleep with your makeup. You, you can't. You can't. Stop doing it, okay? <laughs> if you're too drunk to take off your makeup at the end of the night, that's stop I would literally if I if I knew I was going to be like super messed up when I got home or something I would have my pajamas on my bed before I left and then I would also have like a makeup wipe and my skincare on like ready to go in the bathroom ready to go so I wouldn't have to be fumbling around today I can't go to bed without doing it we went to a wedding where I was like pretty shmammered AJ said I was like brushing my teeth I did everything I don't remember but I did do everything and I was like brushing my teeth like a caveman, just like toothpaste all over my mouth. But the job got done. He said I still smelled like a bottle of rum, but A for effort. Also, as long as the makeup is off the face, I don't even care about the breath. I just need the makeup off the face because I don't want you guys complaining about, oh my gosh, I'm looking like a leather seat. And you get all the Botox now. Nope, you could have taken off your makeup. That would have helped just a smidge a bit, a smidge a bit. Um, but yeah, you, you got to treat your skin well. You only get one face, you guys, unless you live in Calabasas. Okay, number 28, enjoy the journey. I, I did this video recently on my YouTube channel, Fall Falling in Love with Failure. Highly recommend you go watch that. But a lot of my thoughts around enjoying the journey come from that. I used to just be like, I own the prize. I want to get to the next milestone. And then all the steps in between, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be there for it. I wouldn't be present for it. I wasn't enjoying those moments in between the milestones. And a majority of your life are those moments in between the milestones. So why would you skip over them and not romanticize them? So now I'm in love with that process. And honestly, when I look back on my life, I'm like, those were the best moments getting there the chase, you know, like even in relationships, it's like the chase is one of the best parts when you're like in the early stages flirting with each other, but you're not quite sure how you guys feel about each other yet. You haven't had the talk, but you're just enjoying the journey of getting to know each other and like the chase. Same, same with life, like enjoy the chase. You know what I'm saying? Don't rush it. You're going to get to your milestone. Chill the fuck out and just have fun. So I was supposed to have like a number 29, which is funny. I did not write a number 29 and I'm 29 this year. I guess I'll just think of something on the fly. Number 29. I would say, yeah. Okay, number 29. If it's a desire in your heart, you have every right to want it or have it. I don't believe the things we desire are accidents. I'm a big believer that that's like a sign that it's meant for you and that if you want it, it's yours. doesn't matter what it is. And I know that's like, so that's, that's kind of a big general statement. But I think if what you want has good intentions and it would bring you happiness, then you deserve it. And the things you desire are not crazy and you should go for them, whatever it is. Anyways, that about wraps up today's episode. If you enjoyed it, go ahead and leave us a review. We're new. We need help. 
you can come follow me on Instagram, Habria Jones. You can follow us also on the Delusional Diaries podcast Instagram. We're there. I'm on YouTube. Everything is linked in the show notes if you want to come hang out other places with me. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We'll chat next week.